Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast on a rough night. Robert alongside co-host Stephen Kerr and Stephen, uh, that one kind of sucked, but I can't say the Astros uh, didn't surprise me with that one because I don't know, Justin Verlander, he, he's been struggling in the postseason. Well, I think we've brought this up before, Robert. It just seems like maybe it's just a case of uh, he's just running out of gas. He's thrown a lot of pitches, especially in the postseason. He and Garrett Cole both. And it just seemed that, uh, you know, when, when he got past the first inning, it looked like he might take control of it. But then he, he just ran into too much trouble. But in, in somewhat of a defense of Justin Verlander, is that in seven World Series starts that Verlander has had in his career, his teams have scored two runs or less. So it's not entirely on him. It seemed like after the first inning, the Astros just weren't able to get any runs across. They did have runners in scoring position in the fourth and fifth inning, and they did have a runner on base in the sixth. But two runs, that's all they gave him. That's all they gave him in game two. Yeah, you talk about his World Series career. How about his just career with the Astros? It feels like he doesn't get a lot of run support. At least I, I know this year he didn't get a lot of run support. I'd have to go look back. but Yeah, I believe there were nine instances of uh, two runs or less, if I'm not mistaken, during the regular season uh, that the Astros had with Justin Verlander on the mound. So, yeah, that's that's part of it as well, even during the regular season. You got to give Strasburg credit, too. I mean, he was brilliant. I mean, just he he... I mean, he deserved a win. He outpitched Verlander in every single way. And, you know, two incredible performances in his two outings uh, in the World Series. And, well, forget about that, about the entire postseason. He's just, he's just been, uh, I mean, right there with Garrett Cole as far as one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. Well, quite frankly, even if Max Scherzer had been healthy, you know, for uh, game five, I, I was more concerned about Strasburg and uh, his pitching than I was Scherzer. I guess, yeah, Strasburg's been a beast this entire postseason. And I really thought he was going to stay out there for the complete game, you know, especially the way the Astros were hitting in the last couple of innings. I thought um, thought they just might leave him out there for the whole thing. But after he got that first out, uh, they went ahead and uh, took him out and and uh, brought in Doolittle, but it didn't seem to matter. I mean, the Astros did get Correa with a double, but that was all they could muster. No, No comeback tonight. Yeah, the thing is, I thought, oh, there's George Springer leading off the game with a double, and you go back to Game 7 of the World Series in 2017. George Springer led the game off with a double. It was all looking really good. Altuve gets the job done on the sacrifice fly, and then Bregman hits the home run. They're up 2-1. to one. And the key there, I mean, we, we, we've talked about this, I think, Steven. Verlander has not been good in the first inning for him to get through the first inning, only giving up one run. Because if you look in his playoff performances, nine of his 14 runs were in the first inning. So right there you go, Oh, that's exactly where you want to be. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and yeah, the first inning has been a struggle. And I guess, you know, for a number of him and a number of pitchers and especially during the postseason. but uh, you figure, well, all right, they gave up the one run. And if they came back with the two runs, maybe he'll settle down and, then you carry him the rest of the way, even if the Astros don't score, but maybe one or two more runs that it'll be okay. But, you know, in, in all three games at Minute Maid Park in this series, the Nationals have tied or gone ahead right after the Astros left runners on in the previous inning. So uh, and that's a big factor too. But, and, and the Astros have scored 18 runs in the first inning during the postseason. 
So it just seems that after that is when things go sour in their home ballpark. I mean, the Astros, maybe they should have stayed in Washington because they sure didn't have that problem in any of the three games in Washington. But they come back to Minute Maid Park and basically just picked up right where they left off in games one and two. If you look at this game, you go, there's a, a few key moments, but Strasburg, as good as he looked, he looked at his best when he was up against Correa and Altuve in this game. He had the uh, time where it was Correa was up with runners on first and second after the two walks to Jordan and Yuli, and he just made Correa look really bad that at bat, but not as bad as he made Altuve look in the fifth inning when the Astros got runners on second and third, and I thought, Altuve's coming up. There's less than two out. It's going to be a tie ball game. And then Altuve swung at a terrible pitch and that at bat it was either for the first or second strike. And then he struck out on an 0-2 pitch that was in the dirt, which he had to know the ball was going to be in the dirt. It was 0-2. You're not giving Altuve anything to swing at in 0-2. I don't know how he swings at that pitch. Yeah, that was quite surprising, uh, the, the kind of night that Altuve had. And you thought when Bregman hit that home run, oh, maybe Alex is coming out of it, and he'll have a great night. And uh, the way Alvarez had been hitting in the previous game, you know, you thought maybe that that he would have a breakout night where, you know, th- these guys could come through, the Astros could win. But, yeah, Strasburg, I mean, that that's what makes his, his uh, pitching performance all the more impressive is that he got it done against the Astros' big guns as much as uh, the, the lesser ones in the lineup. I guess we got to go to the seventh inning, Trey Turner at the plate, the short squibber that Turner's trying to race to, to beat out the throw. I, I I can't argue with anybody that was watching outside of Houston that says it was a, it was a terrible call. It should have been, you know, that was the Astros' fault. That was the throw was, you know, should have been in a different spot. The runner looked to be in the baseline when he crossed the bag. I don't think he was trying to run at Yuli's glove. Yuli sticks his glove out at the last second. That's what Joe Torre said in the postgame when they talked yeah. to him about it. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know what you thought, but it, it's that's one of those deals where, you know, they, they deserve to get the home run and the two runs. And we saw Will Harris do something that he hasn't done the whole series. But, I mean, I, I can't blame Will Harris in that situation for giving up the home run because – there he was, Stephen, waiting the whole time as this whole thing unfolds forever and ever and ever. Yeah, that couldn't have helped his rhythm at all. I mean, I know every 20, 30 seconds he would throw a warm-up pitch just to stay loose. But, yeah, they, and it took forever for them just to, to uh, check on the headset just to make sure that they were telling Dave Martinez the right information. And it must have taken I, – I didn't time it, but it seemed like it was at least 10 – 12 minutes before they could make that decision. It, it's a judgment call. That's the problem. You know, that, that's one of the things that, to me, the fewer judgment calls that they have with umpires and officials in sports, the better. Because you know it's going to go one way and one team's going to be okay with it. It goes another way and another team's not going to like it. But I think, you know, according to what Joe Torre said, it, it wasn't so much that the call was made with a runner being out of the baseline is that the umpire felt that he did interfere with Yuli's glove and maybe didn't try to kick the ball out, but just where he was and when uh, Gurriel made the throw, that he made contact with the glove. That That's really where the call was, not so much that the runner was out of the baseline. But either way, it was a judgment call, and those calls aren't reviewable, but they were checking with the headset. But boy, you, you would think that the way Dave Martinez was going ballistic, you would think he was the one that was losing. <laughs> and he gets tossed, and 
they even play the game under protest, or they try to, but judgment calls are not protestable. So even if the Nationals had lost this game, if the Astros had come back, I, I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah, I mean, you could say, well, it should have been a three-run homer, so maybe he lost a run, and that's why he was all ticked off. I mean, it was a bad call, there's no doubt. But at that point, yeah, you, you got the two runs, and l- like we just said, th- that home run might have resulted because of that super long delay so in the end, it, it kind of benefited you maybe to have the long delay because we've seen Will Harris. Will Harris doesn't do that <laughs> this year or in the postseason. I mean, Will Harris has been spectacular. So, I mean, he, in, a, in a way, the long delay and everything that happened might have benefited them because it wasn't like they were smashing the ball that inning. I mean, it just that wasn't what was happening. So, you know, but still, there had been a runner on second, third, uh, one out. So, yeah, I mean likelihood is at least one run would have come in if if uh, th- that call hadn't happened. But basically, the, to me, the guy was just running. He was regular form. I, I look like his hip or something might have hit Yuli's glove. But I mean, how, how do you stop that? What you know, he wasn't doing anything that we've never seen a normal runner do going from catcher to first base. But the bigger picture is I mean, this series just reminds me, and I don't know where you on this, where you are on this, but I just think that, all right, first of all, we need to have the electronic strike zone. We've, we've all decided on that. I mean, that was decided by fans like two or three years ago. I don't know what the delay is, but that needs to happen. There, there's well, just they're no... trying it in the independent league right now. They're, they are actually testing that out. That That's one of the things, one of the new rules that they're, trying in the independent league this past year. So it, it could be coming. I mean, MLB is using them as a testing ground for, for that very thing and, and several other rules. So that may be very well coming. Yeah, and the players, I mean, they're not going to argue against it. The only argument you might get is maybe from the umpires, but I mean, there's still going to be, a, you're still going to need an umpire behind home plate for all the other things that that umpire has to do. And there's definitely other responsibilities along with like the calls at home plate. Let's just start with that. But the other thing that is, is real obvious is that there needs to be some other things in the rules that you can challenge. And, and one of them obviously would be something like we saw tonight with the, with the Trey Turner play, but also we go back to what was that game one where we had the Josh Reddick catchers interference. I mean, come, come on. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, we go through this, uh, we, we've gone through this in the NFL too with uh plays that weren't reviewable and something controversial happens and then they re-examine it and make it reviewable. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to increase the number of challenges you get, but just widen the opportunities for reviewable plays. And it, it maybe it took something like this for them to examine that during the offseason to, to add that to the list because, yeah, runner's interference is not a reviewable play. It's not on the list. So the, the Nationals are, couldn't have reviewed it even if they wanted to. Yeah. For, for me with the reviews, either you're all in or you're all out. And I, I'm, I'm all in on, on reviews. Well, yeah. and that's, yeah. And that's how I feel about it. Like I said, I don't think you need to increase the challenges, but uh, you know, as a manager, you just have to be smart about it. Is it worth reviewing something like that? Uh, if it was say early in the game and you had a, a poor call third strike or a runner's interference or something like that, you know, you, you, that just basically means you've got to be smarter about your challenges, just like in the NFL. Yeah, the NBA, we can get into that when we get in the NBA season. But I, I don't like I don't feel like what they're doing with the challenges, this new rule that they're doing this year, experimenting with. And it's only one challenge uh, per per coach or per game. But I mean, 
that's a whole different story because the NBA is it's so weird with trying to trying to do challenges for you know all sorts of different things. But and I, and I think it was working pretty much. I don't think there was a lot of complaints about stuff in the NBA. I mean, there's always going to be you know foul call, not a foul call complaints. That's always going to be there for the NBA, but it's, it's a lot more subjective and a lot harder to overturn that sort of stuff. But in major league baseball, that that's the difference. The game comes to a full stop, Steven, a lot of times anyway. So you, you, you can, you can do these challenges and usually they're pretty clean cut. I mean, I think if this one was reviewable, it, it's a clean thing. I mean, it, 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 they do not let what the umpire said stand right there. Um, you know, I mean, it, you don't know what could have played out cause it stopped the play, but you know, Reddick was right there to back it up. So I think there would have been runners on second, third, and there wouldn't have been a, a whole lot of argument with that. I mean, I, I don't know where you are with this, but it just seems like in baseball, maybe the easiest sport to review of all three of the sports, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd have to say so. What, what upset me about tonight's thing is just how long it took them to go on the headset just to make sure that they were saying everything that they were supposed they were basically telling the right information to Dave Martinez and trying to get it right, even though they weren't reviewing the play. I don't see, I mean, I, I understand you want to get it right. It's the world series. I get that. But did it really need to take that long no. to make sure you got the right interpretation? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree on that. Uh, anything else about the game that struck you before we I guess we got to start talking about game seven because we we got one well you knew that the the Houston boy was going to come back and haunt the Astros and Rendon he drives in five of the seven runs so (laughs) I guess there are some people in Houston that were kind of happy for him and and people in his family maybe but uh, the Astros not so much but yeah once again and we've we've talked about this before Robert the Astros just do not put the team away when they've got their foot on the throat so now it's going to come down to a game seven. And I don't know. I, I mean, as far as the Nationals go, the fact that Strasburg went eight and a third innings, it really helps their bullpen a lot. I mean, they don't have a really deep bullpen to begin with, but they only had Doolittle in there for the ninth inning. They still have Hudson they can use. You know, they're they're going to be, I'd say, at a slight advantage in the sense that if Scherzer does go, maybe the Astros have an advantage because you just don't know how healthy he's going to be. Uh, they'll have Sanchez available, I'm sure. But with Zach Grinke, again, you you don't know. It's like the box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get with Grinke and for how long. So the Astros are going to have a lot of questions, too, when they go into Game 7 as to how their bullpen's going to be. I mean, they could use Arkady. He could probably be available for maybe an inning. Uh, you could use Smith. He didn't, he didn't get used. So it, it's really going to be an interesting Game 7 as to – Whose bullpen is going to be better and, and which starter is going to go the longest? Yeah, a couple of things you said. Going back to Rendon, I don't know if I've discussed this, but I covered him in high school here. He went to Lamar High School. So normally Rendon would be a guy would love to be rooting for. He's a Houston guy. It's just the wrong World Series for him to be in. He's playing the Astros. So you know where I stand on that. Uh, you know, went to Rice. Great great story. Supposedly he's a really good guy. But going to the, the, the matchups tomorrow – do you think Scherzer, we're talking right after this game. So I don't know if there's been a discussion as, as to if Scherzer's going to start. Is he going to start? Do you think he's going to start? Well, Martinez said that he was going to start before the game. Now, what's interesting is, I, I don't know if you noticed, but during the game, 
he was warming up in the bullpen. It almost looked as if he was going to come in the game. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, why would you warm a guy up that you want to potentially start the next game, especially when Scherzer's rolling along at that point? And Strasburg. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Strasburg's rolling along at that point. Why would you warm Scherzer up? The only thing I could figure, because I wondered the same thing, the only thing I could figure is that maybe they wanted to see how he was throwing in the bullpen to make a real determination of is he even close to going. And, of course, you know, you still have the next day to try to figure that out. I mean, he can get out of bed tomorrow morning and have yeah. the same thing happen. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I so he, he pitched before this game, and, and he – kind of gave a thumbs up before the game even started. I mean, he, he kind of, he was thrown before the game. So I thought, I thought because of that, he knew he would be good to go a, a little bit, but he threw, I think he threw before the game and he was, I don't know if he was airing it out, but he was doing some pretty hard tossing before the game. I saw an MLB network and then um, you, you go to the game and he's doing a lot of work there and then you're going to start him the next night. And uh, okay, and yeah, he could he could absolutely wake up tomorrow and he could be in trouble again. I mean, I've had back issues, and it is a it's I'm day to day just like he is. So I, I get right. it. So I don't I, I that's something that you know everybody's going to know if he's going to definitely start. And I guess you're saying he's definitely going to start. Well, no, I'm not saying he's definitely going to. I'm saying what what Martinez said before Game Six is that he was penciled in to start the next day. But again, that that's obviously going to depend on what happens between now and the next day. I don't know that he he couldn't definitively say he's going to start because he's obviously day to day with this thing. But he was leaning towards starting Scherzer in the next game. But watching him throw in the bullpen even during the game just really makes me wonder, you know, were they thinking of putting him in? It was when the game was still close. I believe it was still three to two when when he started warming up. So I don't know if they were thinking maybe we should put him in now and they just, you know, try to shut it down if Strasburg got into trouble or what. But, you know, after he threw the bullpen, you know, it's definitely got to wonder, well, does that mean were they just trying to see how he was throwing and make a decision the next day on him? So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing. I mean, they they could, I guess, have Sanchez available if he doesn't. But, uh, yeah, it was really weird to see him throwing during the game as well. I'll just tell you this much. I, I don't think this game's going to come down to whoever starts it. I mean, maybe Scherzer no. is going to pitch, you know, start it and go seven or eight innings. I don't see it. I don't see that happening after everything that's happened with him. And uh, if it's Annabelle Sanchez, I don't, I don't see him uh, going deep into this game. Uh, I, I don't see Zach Granke going deep into this game. This is going to be decided by the bullpens. And, and I think the Astros have the advantage. I mean, Will Harris should be fine. He didn't pitch the day before. He didn't pitch uh uh he pitched the day before that, but you know, he hasn't racked up a ton of innings. He didn't rack up a ton, you know, he's he's okay. He didn't throw that many pitches tonight, so he should be good to go. Yeah, and Joe Smith is, you know, Joe Smith didn't pitch, so he's had he'll have had two days off and uh, Osuna hasn't pitched in a, in, a, in a while. He didn't even pitch in game 5. So you you've got your three main guys are good to go and you know, hopefully between Granky and like you said, maybe your Keedy or something like that, you can stretch it out. The guy I don't want to see, Josh James. Josh James <laughs> has not been good. Period. Quit bringing Josh James out there. Uh, I don't know about Presley. I, I think his numbers in the postseason don't do justice because I think he's had some big moments. He had a couple of big moments against the Yankees. Um, I don't want him out there a ton, but I think you can throw. Presley out there for an inning. You can throw Will Harris out there for an inning. You can throw Joe Smith out there for an inning. 
You can throw Osuna out there for an inning. You can piecemeal your way through this game if you can just get, you know, maybe three or four good innings out of Zach Granke. But, I mean, I'm not counting on much more than that from Granke, and that's for sure. But here, here's where it counts that you, you made that trade for Zach Granke because, you know, where would you be if you didn't make the trade for Zach Granke with no Wade Miley? I don't even know who the hell would be the start. I mean, I guess it would be maybe Arkini would be your number three starter. And I don't know who's your number four starter at that point because Brad Peacock didn't have time to ramp up his innings or anything like that. So, you know, all the moves that the Astros made, they've all counted all the way to this point, game seven in the World Series. And do you remember what I said before the World <laughs> Series started, Stephen? In regard to... My prediction? RG and I said the Astros in six, right? But you were the one that said seven, correct? No, no. I said Nationals no? in seven. Nationals. Oh, Nationals in seven. That's right. You did You did take that. Well, I think you kind of wanted the Astros too, but you're going to say you, you did say the Nationals, didn't you? Just to disagree with us. Cause yeah. You did, yeah. <laughs> just to make it. That's right. I do remember. Hard to keep it all straight. To say I was just to disagree, I, I don't know. Because I, I, I was scared. I was worried about the Nationals. And yeah. look. Well, I was too. Believe me. I, I picked them in six. But I, I honestly thought, you know, this series could be like the Yankees series and go seven or feel like it went seven. Because look, they were they got hot at just the right time. So this wasn't a team that we took lightly at all. And we should have. And turns out we, we definitely shouldn't have taken them lightly because they came to play. You think the lineup? And Game 7 is going to be the same thing we saw in Game 6? Oh, uh, yeah, it, it might. I'm I'm wondering. I don't know that he would put Tucker in for Reddick. I, I mean, I think he just he wants the experience. I think he wants Reddick out there in right field. So I would say, for the most part, it's probably going to be the same, probably near the bottom. But isn't it ironic, though, that the Astros did make the trade for Zach Grinke, and now here he is pitching Game 7 of the World Series. So I guess we're we're all going to find out if his money is really worth it when it comes right down to the most important game of the season. Do you remember, was it Maldonado or Chirinos in game three when Sanchez, it was Chirinos, right? And so Chirinos is the one that eats up Sanchez because he he yeah. had, he was four for seven. He was two for four. So maybe you got the advantage if it's Sanchez is, is there, but what do you do if it's Scherzer? Who's your catcher? You know, it's really a toss up and it's kind of a good problem. I mean, uh, Maldonado is, has been hitting pretty well lately too. So you know, you you could it, it could probably be a toss up, and he would catch Grinky, obviously. So really, you could probably go either way with the catchers the way they've been both been playing in the World Series. Yeah, I was really hoping this was it because I thought that one of the good signs that that we had was t- it was two years ago to the date that the Astros won Game Five in that epic uh, 2017 World Series. So I thought, well, maybe that's the sign that they're they're going to have another uh, great epic win at Minute Maid Park, but. You know, it didn't happen. Would love to, you know, this would be a little bit of an easy game. Maybe they could do the same thing that they did in the 2017 World Series in Game 5 and just t- take this one uh, by the throat early on and, 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 and never let up. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough because you don't have Charlie Morton. You don't, got, uh, you don't got Lance McCullers. But I guess you could use Garrett Cole. He's still in the bank. <laughs> well, you never know. He could always come out and give you an inning. I mean, Justin Verlander's done it before. Roger Clemens did it before. So why not Garrett Cole? I mean, really, in a game seven, all hands really are on deck. I mean, they say that a lot, but it's absolutely true. Just about everybody, if if their arm could move <laughs> and you're not going to risk an injury, they, they are good to go for a game seven, You just especially if it's a close game. And, Stephen, I mean, 
we would have the discussion whether this is one of the maybe the best or one of the top three or four best teams in baseball history if the Astros are able to win this next game. But if they don't, I don't know if it's fair to have that conversation. No, they they have to win. I mean, two out of three, especially the way baseball's been going lately with a lot of teams. I mean, you think of the Cubs, the Royals, and uh, even, well, even the Red Sox, who haven't made the playoffs after they win the World Series. Well, the Astros have been in the ALCS three years in a row, and they've been to the World Series two out of the last three years. But yeah, if you're going to talk dynasty, if you're going to talk greatest teams of all time, you've got to win both of those World Series or there is no such conversation. I mean, you can say they're certainly a great team and they've been able to consistently make the playoffs and go far, but you can't use the D word unless you win, I think, multiple championships. Yeah, this year's Astros finished with a 125 WRC plus, meaning they hit 25% better than average after adjusting for ballpark and league context. And that ranks second in Major League Baseball history behind only the 27 Yankees that were pretty good darn team. And then they were number one in slugging and OPS. Altuve hit 31 home runs despite missing 38 games. Springer hit 39 despite missing 40 games. Bregman with an MVP caliber season and 41 home runs. Correa missed over half the season, but was on pace for 40 home runs. In just three and a half months, Jordan had one of the great rookie seasons in baseball history. Brantley was fourth in in the AL and batting average. Yuli was one of four Astros that hit at least 30 home runs and one of six who batted at least 292. Um, they're the first team in history to lead the majors in both strikeouts as a pitching staff and fewest strikeouts as a lineup. Steven, I mean, the numbers go on and on. They had the two best pitchers in the American League. Three of their starters might be in the Hall of Fame. Their pitching staff led baseball and batting average against. Defensively, they were second in fielding percentage, only one one-thousandth of a percent behind the leader. This is a team that you go, how could they not win the World Series? But it's baseball. <laughs> it's baseball, and, and honestly, that's why I'm sure if the Astros do lose Game 7 – a lot of fans are going to say, well, it was a disappointing season. Yeah, they, it, it just it, it don't care that they won 107 games. They don't care about what Verlander and Cole and Alvarez did. It was totally a, a completely disappointing season. Well, not completely. Yeah, of course they fell short, and they should have won the World Series. But I think if you take some time a few weeks, a few months from now and look back, it was a great season in so many ways, win or lose. There are just so many highlights that you can point to. You, you can't ignore them. But yeah, if they lose Game Seven, it's going to be crushing, especially when you had a three to two lead, you were coming home, all you had to do is win one out of two, and you couldn't do it. But again, I'm going to put on my positive cap and say that yes, even though Grinky's pitching, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get from him. That the Astros can come out and win Game Seven, and we can have a celebratory show, just like the whole city would be celebrating. If you've got a superstition. You better use it because this is your. This is the chance. This is it. This is where everything is on the line. Game seven of the World Series in Houston, Texas. You you can't end a season a more fun way for an Astros fan than this, Stephen. It, it doesn't get any better. But you gotta win the game. You got. But to you win gotta the game. win the game. You got <laughs> to win the game. Yeah, that's exactly right. But yeah, if if you're if you're saying that there's no excitement, then I don't know what game you're watching because the Astros, if anything else, uh, they've certainly made this season and this postseason exciting. Maybe not always in the greatest ways, but if, it, if it's excitement you want, 
it's excitement you're getting because there is another Game 7 of the World Series. And we're going to find out if on Friday there is going to be a parade at noon in downtown Houston for the second time in three years. Fingers crossed on that. We got to end it with some go-go Astros because, you know, we got to, because we got to get the vibe going. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.